Welcome to episode 24 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Bolen. And after a week off, we are back. Uh, sorry about that little break. That happens, man. Schedule uh, conflicts of too many activities in my life come little up. little injury on me. You know, I, yeah, I thought I had broke my foot. Luckily, it's just a toe. and I do that five, six times a year, so it's no big deal. We moved, we moved the show around a couple of times, and then I got offered a last-minute show opportunity on Thursday afternoon last week to play Friday <laughs> night that I really couldn't pass up, so we were supposed to record Friday, and it didn't really happen. We, you know, sometimes it's, it's nice to take a week off. It helps us regroup, refresh, and want it even more the next week. Definitely. Just, it was know. a weird week to take off, though, coming off of uh, <laughs> a big pay-per-view. Big pay-per-view that we'll, we'll go back and we will talk about briefly we'll definitely talk about a few of the fights um let's let's talk about where we were this evening man we just what a great adventure we had tonight you and i just got back from uh visiting the guys over at island jiu-jitsu here in muskegon uh thank you again to the, the the entire crew at island but specifically nick jones and gary rose yeah thank you guys for having us in and uh and ever for running ever for running the camera yep ever came and ran the camera for us we're gonna have some video up on the facebook page here in the next day or so yeah. Uh, some good demonstrations we got today. Some good video of people rolling. Uh, and we got some, some nice demonstrations of some real life uh, techniques. Yeah, they were use. doing some self defense techniques uh, yeah. in the beginning. We got a really nice demo of that, which is is cool. Yeah. Um, and then some some good jujitsu takedowns and stuff like that. Uh, they got it. They, they're in a new facility now. Yep. They were previously in another spot, and this new facility that they're in, it's it's nice looking. It's very there. clean. Uh, they got great new equipment. Their mats look brand new to me. Yeah, they were. They were. They were, were brand they? new. They just got them Saturday or Sunday. Okay. I think it was. And they, they looked were. fresh. And I mean, and as the people started rolling in, and uh, the more and more people that it, it almost surprised me how many people were going to be there. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how popular, for lack of a better term, that jujitsu was in this area. Right. Well, and, and like I was telling you and, and Everett, you know, uh, I don't know if they how, how many different classes they had. It looked like we were kind of sitting in with the beginners, and most of the guys in there were, were white belts. Yeah. Um, but I was telling you guys, I've got a friend who has a, a, a young son. He's kind of the age of five, maybe six at the most, and he's part of the Island Jiu-Jitsu kids class over there taking jits and stuff like that. So, so yeah, if you're listening and you have kids and you ever thought, you know, a, a, a a sport would be good. This is a good sport Absolutely. to get into. It teaches you a lot of discipline, self-control, um, cardiovascular training, exercise. I mean, it's it's a great workout and it's a great sport yeah. to get involved in. It's, it's these combat sports today are becoming as popular as some of the ball and stick sports. Oh yeah, you know, without, without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt, especially especially a sport like jujitsu. It's uh, you know and judo and things that they've been on the rise. Over the last year, with the popularity of MMA, absolutely, and the upswing, it's brought the attention to these base martial arts where these people are, are, you know, have a lot of their bases in. It's brought a lot of attention to that, and with that, it's increased the popularity of it. And it's, I was telling you guys, I spent the other day watching three hours of the EBI Invitational, and I, I love no gi jits. I absolutely yeah. love watching no gi competitions. It, it remind it to me. It, it takes me back to my roots of being a wrestler. Like, it's, it's wrestling with with submissions. Exactly, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a lot, I, I would venture to say most of the popular fighters that we see on television, uh, YouTube, etc., 
they all started in places like this. Yeah. Local um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu places, local Judo places, local martial arts training. That's where they came from. Yeah. So I mean, if you make a, it big, you got to start somewhere, especially when you're when you're not in uh, a town like New York City. Right. That's what Los I was. Angeles that's exactly Houston, what I was whatever. just going to say. You know, there's not a lot of of chain jiu-jitsu places around you know yeah. you get, Eddie Bravo is doing a really good job of broadening the 10th planet um, yeah. 10th planet brand but it's mostly a major city thing like you were saying New York Los Angeles Chicago things like right. that same thing with the Gracie Academy you know they're spread out throughout the places but southern a lot, uh, a lot yeah, yeah a lot southern of southern and, and some you know in California obviously the, the couple of the Gracies have their roots out there yeah um, but for the most part it's local Gyms that are under a larger umbrella of of a, of a well-known black belt. Yeah, you'll say. have you know the the people that run the place will be people. In our case, Nick. Nick, yeah. He'll go and travel to different areas to extend his training in order to bring it back and give that knowledge to right. the, to the the white belts and the rest of the people just starting. Yeah, and even his more advanced students as he travels to more places and learns more, right. gets more knowledge. Right, when they have, they have the, their sensei, I believe they call him, but anyway, their, their guy, um, I cannot think of his name, now. I've met him once or twice, but he, he's based out of Hawaii. Yeah. He comes over here, especially in the summertime, I've seen him around, um, Nick used to bring him in when I worked at Habs and stuff, okay. uh, when they were training out at Patino's, but, you know, so, so Island Jiu-Jitsu's bases are in Hawaii, and you know, expanded into here into Michigan, which is pretty cool. Wow, I mean, that's a, you know, we're talking five time zones away. That's yeah. a big jump from Hawaii yeah. to, to West Michigan. But it was cool. I mean, we didn't get to sit in for the whole class. We didn't want to take all their time. Exactly, money. exactly. These guys are paying to get training. Yep. And, you know, we wanted to do some some video interviews. It just wasn't in the cards nope. tonight. We'll just get the you guys know? in. You know, we'll have Nick and, and Gary in now. Yeah. And we talked about it before. Now we can, now that we've been there. We've all done our introductions with each other and things like that. Now, now it's something we can do to get those two down here and to talk more about what Island does for you guys. And some of the great Island people have started to to venture over to our page. Yes. And so, like, you know, we talked to I talked to a young lady named Heather yep. on on uh, on Facebook that I you know I never met her before, and just by putting the Island tag on there, and she was training there tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to speak with her a little bit and. Uh, you know, Gary, I haven't seen Gary in probably 15 years. I, right. He was a, he was a young kid uh, I watched grow up. And um, when he was back in, in, in Little League football, just starting off, and gosh, it had to have been 12-plus years ago. I like to think, and this isn't true, but my taking him out back into his backyard and running him through football drills was the start of his, <laughs> of his sports career. You couldn't even get that sentence out without, without laughing. Like, that's what you know it's it's just the biggest it's bullshit. Because you can't even get the whole sentence out. <laughs> uh, you know, Gary's got four other brothers, man. It, it was in a house of five boys. Yeah, right. I remember you telling um, me that. And the, the first three boys, uh, Aaron and Matt and Gary, they look exactly alike. Yeah, I can <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen pictures of them together, and it, yeah, it's uncanny. But we had all those boys except for Dano. Dano was just a little, he was, when I first went over there, he was just brought home from the hospital. Aside from him and, and Noah, who was like two years old at the time, they all came up in that little league football. So we right. were out we were out in the backyard like every night, every other night, and just me knocking them on their ass, <laughs> throwing the ball to them, telling them that, you know, running suicides, whatever it took, to try just to give them the, 
a little bit of advantage. So right. I'm going to take a little bit of credit for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't deserve it, but I'm going to take it anyway. Why not? Yeah. Screw it. No, it was it was really cool. Um, it was fun to just sit in on the class and watch them drill techniques. And, I mean, just even their warm-up was like, oh, yeah. wow. It was pretty intense warm-up. Yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I was sweating just watching it. I think I leaned over to you at one point and said, bro, I'm tired. Yep. Yeah, it. yeah, it's like, oh, God. A lot of breath just watching them. They, uh, and it was a good it was a good mixture of both male and female in the class. It was. I mean, yep. it, I think mostly male, but there was like four or five. And it was a great age range yep. as well. Yeah, there was uh, pretty young kids to to people around our age and yep. stuff. You know, there was yep. a, a mother with a, a she appeared to probably be between the ages of like eight and ten year old daughter. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool. It was great to see. It was great to visit the place. Um, I know we're going to go back. I'm looking oh, forward to going back because I want to get down to uh, the personal level on some of those trainees there. Yeah. Uh, we got to meet great people tonight. A cat named Eric. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, it was the first time I ever met Nick. Yeah, Eric, you know? Eric was a really nice guy, and, and I've met Nick. You know, I've known Nick for a couple Nick of years. Nick is such a, a soft-spoken cat when he's not on the mats. Once he gets out there, he's all about business, yep. man. Yeah. And he was, he was – I like to see him take some of those – Real beginners aside, while everybody else was doing the stuff, and he was physically putting where their leg was supposed to go. Yeah. He was showing you how to adjust your weight. He was giving them great one-on-one. Yeah, he he does a, he does a really good job. Gary too. They're both very yes, very good at, as teachers, and that's that's huge. Um, you know, because people you can be phenomenal at the sport. Uh, you know, some of the best wrestlers I know couldn't teach you how to shoot a double leg though. No, absolutely not, you know. Because it just comes so natural to them, they don't know how to explain it to you right. to break it down. It just works in their brain. It's it's like clockwork. It just works. I yeah. can't tell you how it works, but it, it just does. does. You know, there was uh, there was a cat that we wrestled with that I've spoke to you and maybe even on the show about named Matt Brink. Yeah. His father could coach the hell out of anybody. And Matt's him, Matt's a phenomenal coach now. Him back then? Yeah. You didn't. It was like you didn't need to coach him. He no, just knew he exactly just knew where it was. Yeah, you know. And now he's over uh, at Reese Puffer yep, doing a phenomenal job here, of that uh, program. Using that knowledge, but back then as a kid, it was amazing to watch some of these cats coming up. That you know, you try to coach them, and it went in one ear and out the other. Not because they didn't want to listen; it's just because they already had. Yeah, you know, they already see. They could. It was a chess game, and they could see six moves ahead before yep. you even thought of it. Yeah. So, uh, I got to see great coaching. I got to see great teaching. Out of Nick and Gary yeah. tonight. I was very, very impressed with the way they ran the class. Um, and the class in general, like, everybody was very, very attentive, very, you know, wanting to learn anything they, they didn't understand. They were quick. They didn't just... Questions were asked. Yeah. You know, they didn't just look at it and say, okay, whatever. Right. They were intuitive, and they wanted to know, and they were eager to learn yeah. um, I, a lot of techniques. And they were teaching, they were teaching themselves at the same time as... As getting taught, so yep. man, it was a great, it was a great experience. It was fun. I had a blast, and I, I really am looking forward to going back. Uh, maybe even trying to get my old broke ass into some classes. That'd be nice to see you get thrown around a little bit. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, you know, we, we I was we tried to work in too. I think we did was we tried to work in too much tonight. We wanted to go and we wanted to do one on one interviews, and we wanted to, to record demonstrations, and we wanted to. I wanted to have Jeff up there and get an arm bar stuck on him, and I want you know I wanted to see. That's what we'll do next time. Way too much stuff at one time, so we, we broke the ice tonight. Yeah, we, they they were very you know students were great when I was going up to record on the side. They all split to give me a great shot. Yeah. I got some amazing 
shots. Everett got some great shots. Uh, some good stuff with them just warming up, rolling and stuff. Yes. And into the demonstrations and to the exercises. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I think Island is going to enjoy the package that I put together for them. Yeah. And we're going to be sharing those. You know, it's video editing is difficult, guys, so don't expect it right away. <laughs> I'm going to put a lot of work into this, so it's going to take me a day. Maybe yeah, that's why I said just a couple of days. We'll have it up. We'll have it up for you. It's not as, you know, we, we do this in one take. One take, I record, I finish, I'm done. Yeah, we don't do any editing on uh-huh. the show. If we make a mistake, so, screw oops, it, it's in there. There it is. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what we do. Here so. we are. But post-production on video is way different. Yep. I can't just have everything in there. You know, I gotta, and maybe I want to put a little music in there. I'm going to put some transitions. Drown, out, this. drown out us talking. Yeah, I'm true. You know, we're trying to be quiet, but of course, we're going to have our big mouths in there. Right. Now, when first we first recorded, Everett was recording, and he's talking at the same time. Dude, shut up. The mic is, you know, what? I'm whispering. I'm like, dude, the mic is three right. inches away from you. Yeah, Goddamn, right he's quiet. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes a, you gotta train the boy. He's a special boy. <laughs> he's a special boy. It was an exciting night. Yeah, it was. It was. And once again, thank you very much to the Island Jiu Jitsu crew. Uh, you know, you guys at home, make sure you go and give an Island Jiu Jitsu's Facebook page a like, checking out what they're doing. Maybe get yourself signed up for a class. You know, uh, go watch. Yeah, you know, if, check it out and see if, if it's something you're, you're into. If you're curious, they welcome all people. Yeah, very welcoming. You, know, you there don't. There was other people watching. Yep, it tonight. didn't feel. You didn't feel weird. It wasn't everybody just kind of looking at you like, "Why the fuck are these yeah, people here you know, watching these us?" These cats like, got six heads. What are they doing here? Right. And it wasn't any of that. That mess. It, they were very receptive. Very. To very cool. To people. Real relaxed environment. You know, they're playing uh, reggae music and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of. Uh, a lot of Bob Marley and a lot of Sublime and Island music. Stick, stick Figure and things like that uh, playing around. So it was, it was cool. I enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed watching the class. And they even, you know, back. before we were recording just so we could get a good shot, they even, you know, they turned the music down for us. I mean, they just did. Yeah, they, they, were, they accommodated us in such a tremendous way. I can't thank them enough. That's exactly what I was going to say. They were extremely accommodating for us invading their space. So thanks again, guys at Island Jiu-Jitsu. We will be back. Yeah. For sure. Keep your yes. eyes out for the video. It'll be up in a couple of days. Absolutely. So let's uh, let's briefly touch on UFC 197 since we didn't get to talk about it last week. In the main event, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Johnny Bones Jones is right now your interim light heavyweight champion because you had to throw an interim belt on there to save the pay-per-view because who was going to buy Mighty Mouse versus Cejudo? Absolutely nobody. Nobody. You'd have a better chance selling Pettison or Bosa yeah, than Mighty Mouse versus Cejudo. I agree. That's unfortunate to say, but, but it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, um, but the belts belts are where they're going to put you at. So a lot of people talking. Let's just say John Jones won uh, unanimous decision um, 50-44, 50-45, and 50-45 across the board. Uh, Saldamato being the only one to give Jones a 10 8, I'm assuming in the fourth round. I think he was not wrong giving that 10 8. And he I probably right. would have given a 10 8 in the fifth as well, but that's just me personally. You know, I've been hard as hell on Saldamato. But these last couple months, these last few fights, he has been spot on in his judging. Yep. You know, so until he screws up again, I gotta say, he did this one. Yeah, I, Perfect, I think he nailed yeah. it. Like I said, I, I could have saw a ten eight in the in the fifth as well, um, but I'm just splitting hairs at this point. So the big talk coming out of this, besides Daniel Cormier calling the fight and basically saying that he botched an opportunity because he thought this was a, a 
less uh, prepared John Jones. We talked about this. You and I never went to dinner before we went to Ireland, and we were all talking about it and ever asking because he didn't actually watch the fights. But the talk is, you know, that John Jones looked like quote unquote garbage. But all right, this is what I'm gonna say. John Jones. For any of you saying that John Jones looked like garbage, I don't know what fight you were watching. Couldn't tell you. John did did, did John Jones look like John Jones? No. No. But did he look as good as any other fighter that fought on that night? Absolutely. Did he dominate his he opponent like he was supposed dominated to? dominated his yes. opponent. Was it the John Jones that we're used to seeing with all the flashy spinning elbows and coming at you from all the different angles? No. He was hesitant. He said it in the post-fight. Yeah. You know, my brain's telling me this. My body wasn't reacting to it. There was a little bit of yeah. cage rust. The dude hasn't That's fought in exactly. a long time. Exactly. Plus, you, you changed fighters three weeks outside. I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody says, a fight is a fight is a fight, except it's not. No, it's not. When you're preparing for Daniel Cormier, the wrestler, the wrestler, the shorter man, the guy you already know you've dominated, but you're still focused on. You've been focusing on for months, ever since he won that belt back from Rumble. Or won the belt from Rumble, I'm sorry. You've been focused on that. And yeah. three weeks outside the fight, okay, now you're going to fight a guy your height, yeah, with a le- who's a southpaw, and has a big left hand. The exact opposite kind of fighter that you've been preparing exactly. for this whole time. All the way down to the physics. Um, a fight a fight is a fight is not true. Styles make fights. It's Styles, true. exactly. Styles make fights. And this was a... Ovid St. Prue is a far different style than what Jones was going to yeah. go after. Now, Jones had other things about him that were different. His body was ripped. Very much. You know, I mean, he, he was, was he was in the best shape I've ever seen him in before. Um, Daniel Cormier attributed his body change to his uh, looking like crap in this fight. Not true. Not true. That had nothing to do with it. He wasn't slower. He didn't look tired. Um, he paced himself just fine. Yeah. He didn't gas. I thought he could have been a little more aggressive maybe in one, two, and three. But you know what? Especially in one and two, you got a fresh guy like that. You don't want to do anything stupid and get cracked. Right. Especially after such a long way off. Right. This is the first fight back. Interim belt. You know, if he doesn't, if he if he makes a mistake in this fight, whew, what yeah, you lose to number six. Mm, not a good idea. Not a good luck. Then you miss that next big payday at two hundred. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So there was more on the line than than. Than just this current fight, I think he was still looking ahead at what's next. Yep. At the same time as you know, looking at the now and who I got in front of. Oh him. yeah, absolutely. You know, there was a lot more of that than him looking like crap. Uh, I think he looked. I think he looked great, man. I thought he looked good. I thought he looked good. I, I, I do. I think maybe it would have been a little different fight with Cormier. Maybe. I, I think maybe he would have been a little more aggressive because he knew it was more, more prepared. So. But, I mean, he did. I thought he dominated the striking. Um, I thought he dominated the clinch game. Yeah. He controlled him up against the cage. Uh, he was landing elbows inside. He was landing knees. He took him down. You know, I. I don't know what else more you people want. No. See. Did he look the sharpest he's ever looked? No. no. of course not. But I can tell, you know, you could tell just by the way he was walking, in the walk into, into the cage 
was going to be different. But the dude also coming off a lot of shit, too. Right. On top of all of his own personal things, all that stuff with his mom just coming up. You know, his yep. mom had to have freaking leg amputated off, what, the week before the fight? Unbelievable. Something like that, you know. The dude's overcame a lot in the last year or two. So he's on the right track as long as he stays and keeps his nose clean. And they've said that the man has a driver now, so that's good news. That's, that's the best thing I've heard coming out of his camp in a long time. Very long time. Um, but yeah, I, I, flat out, flat out dominance. Yes. Dominance. Yeah. He, there was never a point in that fight where I thought, oh, OSP was in charge. Never. There was never a point in that fight where I thought John was in trouble. I didn't even see OSP win many exchanges at all. He got a couple. Yeah, he, he, got won a, he won some exchanges, but nothing where I was like, oh man, no, no, this is bad. No, no. Okay, but no, he I'll did. He did. He did win a few exchanges. He landed some shots on John, but uh, you know, it, John doesn't fight tall guys real well either. No, you know, as seen by Gustafson, as yeah. seen by you know Glover, like Glover. you said earlier. Um, different, they're different cats, they're different animals. Do I still think that this John Jones is going to show up in July is going to be Daniel Cormier? I do. I do. One hundred percent. Yeah, same year. And if if the old John Jones shows up to UFC 200 against Daniel Cormier to get his belt back, be a long night. That's going to be a long night for Cormier. Well, it might even be a short night for Cormier. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad at it if he made it a short night for Cormier just to shut him up more. Okay, now I've spanked you for five rounds and I put you out of your misery quickly. Um, the aggression that we talked about in this fight against Ovin St. Pooh is not going to be as high as it is against Daniel Cormier because he flat out hates Cormier. Yeah. There's going to be more aggression. There's more feelings. There's yeah, more emotion Yeah, he doesn't have there. a personal issue with OSP. You know, this was business. That's what That's going to be pleasure. This was a check. Yeah. This was a check. Give me my belt back. I'm back in the cage. I was great. It was great to see Jones back in there. Yeah, I was. I mean, to see him walk out, you know, to, to, to watch him do the bear crawl into the cage, like, I, I got chills. I was excited. I love John Jones. I don't care... How many times John Jones fucks up? I like John Jones as a fighter. I am a huge Jones fan. From as the a moment I watched this man enter the cage and start doing shit that I have never seen anybody do, and through his entire run until now, I I, I love watching John Jones. Fight. Same here. I, it's just the bottom line of it. You can hate him all you want, but you can't take away from the fact that the dude can flat out fight. Right. Yeah, and he yeah. is one of the best pound for pound fighters. In the world, I, I used to, to stand with a bullet point of the best pound for pound fighter in the world. Now, I kind of got to backpedal on that a little bit. Unfortunately, I know where I'm, you're going. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. where I'm going, and it's kind of a transition into our next fight. Yeah, let's go into that. I think the current pound for pound holder is the 125 pound champion, Demetrius Johnson. Wow. Jesus um, Christ. Just a flat out decimation. Of an. Uh, Gold medal of the guy Olympian. we both were saying this is this is going to be the dude. Oh, God. He he destroyed him, man. Those you know, knees that he were that he was throwing out of uh, the angles that he was coming at. Uh, not just another aspect of Demetrius Johnson's game that we haven't seen before. That was perfect. He said during the fight he hit Cejudo with that first knee and he heard Cejudo go. And, you know, Stobie said at that point I knew I had, had it exactly. You know, as much as I want to bag on Demetrius Johnson, I, God, 
Damn it, I can't. I anymore. wish it would sell. I can't you know. anymore. Well, if, if he didn't have, if he did more of this shit and less of the boring five round bullshit fights, yeah, I think he could sell more because when he knocks people out, it's great. What he did to Horaguchi, what he did, what he's done to Cejudo, yeah, what he, you know, I think he knocked out Benavidez the second time. Like, things like that, but it's these the five-round Dotson fights. It's the five-round, all the other BS yeah. fights. It, it's it's just, those are the things. Like, he sells so less of pay-per-views that it was, apparently it's announced, I don't know if it's been signed or not, but the winner of Tough 24, which I don't know if it's the current one or the next one, which is supposed to be lightweights, gets a freaking title shot. He's beating everybody else. Who else? I mean, look at... That's so they're going to give him a kid from Tough. <laughs> Who else are they going to give him? They're going to keep he's, giving him the same people over and over again? He's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place he right really now. Is. Because he's four fights out from, from the all-time defense yeah. record. So, do you stay down, take those four fights real quick, bang, 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 because you already cleaned out the division, so you get the bum from Tough. You fight Benavid... You, you probably fight Cejudo again, maybe, in two fights. Uh, you could do a third fight with Benavidez, and who the hell else knows? I have no idea. I have no idea. Keep feeding them. Or, do you put that on the back burner, you bump back up to 35 for a super fight against Cruz to try to avenge that loss, do whatever you do there, and then go back down to 25 to try to defend your belt? I don't know. I have no There's idea. nobody else in the division that I want to see him fight. He's fought everybody. I've looked up and down after the Cejudo fight. I don't even want to see a rematch with Cejudo now. Not like this. And I was like too weird. You and I have been blowing the Cejudo horn since he stepped into the octagon. Like, yeah. this is the guy. This is, this is our guy. This is our guy right here. And a whole three minutes? Wow. He destroyed him. He beat him up on every level. He he threw down the Olympic wrestler. I mean, God. Cejudo just has not... He's not fought the level of competition that Demetrius Johnson has. And I should just not pick against the guy anymore, but I just can't stand I him. won't. Forget it. I don't I'm care done. who they put him up against. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm done. I don't, I don't care if it's the, you know, the who they put up there. I can't. I won't. Because I'll just sound like an idiot. Yeah. Uh, I looked up and down the division... After this fight, and I tried to find someone that made sense that you'd put him, you know. There isn't anybody. But I couldn't find a single person. That said, Every one of these cats are just going to get destroyed again if they put up against Demetrius Johnson. I mean, seriously, the only the only fight that really makes sense is him going up to thirty five to fight mm-hmm. Dom. Like, that Absolutely. really is the only fight that makes sense. That's the only way you're going to see another 125-pound champion. The thing I don't want to see at 135 is another fight between him and, and Dotson, though. I don't. No, I don't, I don't either. But I would like to go watch him try to get his only loss. I mean, that's the only loss he has. And that would make sense is, to sell, too. Is to Dominic Cruz at 135. <laughs> and after that fight, they were like, wow, kid, you can fight, but you're too small for 35. Here, we're going to give you a division. And he ran with that division. And he did. I mean, him and Dotson... The first, the first one. I mean, it, it's hard to pick against Demetrius being the pound for pound number one fighter in the company uh, after this display. With John Jones out there being who John Jones is, um, I still think Demetrius has the has the record, has the history, has the fights, has everything. 
The only thing he doesn't have is the pay-per-view sales. Yeah. On top, you know, besides that, he's got everything else to everything. say that he is the, the, the pound-for-pound king. He absolutely is. I mean, it, it, it's him or John, and he's fought more in the last year and a half than John has. So He's defended that belt. I just don't know what fight at 25 to do with him, and then where do you put him? Like, like pay-per-view wise, you can't have him headline his own anymore. That's that's a proven failure. Um, it's I don't I don't know, man. I I like Demetrius. I like him as a person a lot. Uh, per, his personality is good. I think he's a funny guy. I like listening to him in interviews. I love that. Uh, this one when he was doing that after fight interview, didn't look like he broke a sweat during this fight. No. He just stood there with his hands behind his back, like he always does, and that. You know, uh, that real gentleman's pose. and you know, Oh, the thing, hell. the thing that did crack me up, though, because he finally kind of showed his ass a little after he won this fight. He was uh, he was a little cocky. And he was, you know, flexing a little bit and shit like that. And they're in the middle of the ring. In the middle of the cage, I'm sorry. And with, with get, waiting for the announcement, you know, and John's got, big John McCarthy did the ref, and he's got both their hands. And Demetrius is doing that. Peck flex bullshit. <laughs> I can't, I can't oh my god, it's so hilarious! So he's fucking peck or pecs flexing, and John looks at him, and I can't make out what he said, but I'm pretty sure he said, "Hey, will you stop fucking doing that shit while I'm holding your hand?" <laughs> oh, I love John. And Demetrius just starts cracking up laughing. <laughs> but it's ah oh man, it's just I don't know what to do with the guy anymore. You can't sell, and it sucks. Yeah, it does. It's bad. That's bad. And we said that the fight that was before this would have sold more than this fight. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, yeah. let's talk about this that. This is the last fight that we're going to cover for this card. because and the only reason we're covering it is because, oh. wow. Wow. Uh, Edson Barbosa got a uh, unanimous decision over Anthony Pettis. Uh, two 29-28s and a 30-27 out of Tony Weeks. Uh and I, I can agree with with Tony Weeks absolutely. I gave I gave Barbosa all three myself. Oh, I did too. Um, I saw nothing out of Pettis. I think he's done. I don't see. There's nobody sitting where he is. There's nobody in the top ten. I think that he could really fight with anyone. He's, man. he's been exposed, and his weaknesses have not improved. This fight was tailor made for his style. Yeah, definitely. The, Barbosa's not going to take you down to the ground, and those have been the two last two fights that he's lost. That's what's happened because right. he's been taken down to the ground and he has been smothered out by by, by. really superior wrestlers yep. that are very aggressive in their their double leg. It was the double leg that, yeah. that defeated him. Uh, that RDA used to defeat him it was the double leg that uh, Eddie Alvarez used to mash him against the cage and grind him out. Yep, there's a double leg each time. That, that was, was it. that was not going to be a problem here in this fight. No, you were going to get that. And we talked last week, and I said that because we're not going to see that Barbosa doesn't have that style, what he's going to have to do is utilize those leg kicks hey. against Anthony Pettis in order to take his wheels out from under him in, in Edson's way. Right. You know, RDA and Alvarez took his wheels out with the, the double leg, and they took him down. Edson's got to take his legs out with strikes. Right. And what did he do? That bruise on Anthony Pettis' oh. inner thigh of his I, I, left leg. I described it. It looked like it was his blood was just pulled up under the skin, ready to leak out. Oh. It was so gross. The, the, the leg kicks, the inside leg kicks that he hit, uh, they were there was no wind-up. 
that came so fast that Pettis, there was nothing he could do about nothing. it. He just had to eat them. And there was by the so third much round, snap to it. Oh, by the third round, it was so nasty that every time he hit it, the Anthony's leg just flew out like it was going to fly out of socket. It looked so bad. It made me want to cry at times, mm. man. It, it looked so freaking painful. And if you haven't seen it, I mean, I'll, I'll be glad to post a picture about it. Um, that bruise... You know, we're talking about an instant bruise. This, oh, yeah. You know, usually you'll get a bruise the next day. It was like two, it three kicks, and that bruise started welting up, and, and he just kept huge. kicking the same area. Yeah, it was the size of a small small watermelon, big yeah. cantaloupe, cantaloupe-sized bruise. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, and then the, the footprint on his stomach from the body kicks yeah. that Barboza was hitting him with. It was disgusting. I, I'm i saying I've said it, and I said it, and I'll say it again. Pettis is it's three fights in a row. Yeah. He's lost. Cut him. It's time. There's, he's got obviously nothing left. Let him go to freaking Bellator and fight yeah. Benson again. Because, you know, Benson learned real hard that last weekend, too, that the grass ain't always greener. He no. went, went there, got himself a title shot, and got his ass kicked. He did. So, <laughs> there's that. But the only Pettis I was impressed with that night was Sergio. I thought Sergio looked really oh, yeah, good. Oh, sure. Uh, but, but... Anthony, man, I don't know what happened. I don't know what RDA did to him. He ain't been right since. And no. let him go to Bellator and figure it out. Maybe he can come back. Uh, maybe he needs to change camps. Maybe he needs to do something different. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Rufus is a great <sighs> camp. But maybe it's not working out for him. Something. I mean, I don't think it's change. the camp, man. I honestly don't because with the wrestling, you have two of the best Wrestling coaches you could possibly have. Well, you, well, you got Asker. Yeah, Asker, and then there's um oh shit, I can't think of the other guy's name. Mm, I can't either offhand. Oh, uh, but he's got two great wrestling coaches. Phenomenal yeah. wrestling coaches. Your wrestling should not suck this bad. I don't know how it does. If he's not paying attention to it, if he doesn't want to learn, I feel like CM Punk has better wrestling than he <laughs> probably does. You might not be too far off there. I don't think I am. That it, it's painful. But something's got to give with the Pettis. He's got to go, man. I, I'm calling it right now, and hopefully within the next two weeks, I'm right. Call my shot right now, Joe's. Anthony Pettis will get cut you've in the been, next uh, round. You've been pretty successful on those. I've kind of been, kind of been <laughs> having a pretty good streak of it. So, uh, Is it still a good win it for was Barboza? A, it was a great win for Barboza. It was a great I, outing for Barboza. And we could touch before we get into the, the preview for the next card. Uh, they're trying to line up the next fight for Barboza. One that I don't really think makes any sense at all. And they're trying to put him against Gil Melendez. Yeah, you know, I thought Gil was actually ranked fighter. Yeah, um, not. Uh, I went back and looked, uh, and when you told me about this, that he's not. Not not even at all in the top no. 15. And I, I couldn't believe uh, that he hadn't had some kind of rank. But then I looked back at his last few fights, and they haven't been very successful. No, he's on a two-fight losing yeah. streak to... Pettis and Alvarez. Yeah. And he might have lost one before that, before he fought Anthony. I don't remember. He's, I think he's lost three of his last four. I think you're right. So he's got, he had a loss, a win, and two losses. Right. I think it's hot wet. Yeah. Wasn't it the Diego fight? That was even further back. Was that even further yeah. back? Okay. But putting him in there against Gil Melendez, yeah, maybe be a fun fight to watch, but what Edson has so much to lose. What does it do for Edson? It doesn't you're make- sitting at number six. This fight two years ago maybe made sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. When Gil's in the top freaking ten or five. Right. But I don't get it. If I'm Barboza's camp, I'm going, no, what does this do for me? Give me somebody 
Give me somebody ranked. Give him something where the, both fighters have something to gain his off a victory. His losses are to, to Cerrone and Ferguson as of recent. Yeah. Not bad losses to have. No, no, not at all. You bounced right back against the former champ. Why would you take a fight against an unranked guy? I don't get it. I don't either. Maybe, I mean, it doesn't make backstage any politics, sense. you know, might have something to play. They tell me if you take this one, we'll give you this well, one. Well, they got to headline a card with it. Nobody wants to watch Edson and freaking No, that's and not Gil. No. Nowhere. Like, not even in freaking, not even in, in Brazil. You want to put Gil with someone, put him, you know, do another with Diego. I'd love to see those two fight again. That was might have been my favorite fight I've ever watched. Those two were, it was bloody, it was violent, it was brutal, it was it a was, throwback oh, fight. Oh, that fight was so, so much fun. fun. Man, I'd watch him again, you know, but Edson taking a Gil fight, I don't get it. I don't get it. I agree, man. But Edson, to go back to this, Edson had a great outing. He showed that his, his kicks are still maybe the most devastating in the UFC right now. Oh, I would say uh, absolutely. I, I can't think of anyone, I mean... Aldo's got great leg kicks too, but, but this cat, he will break your legs yeah. in half. Or your face. Or your face, and he's, you know, he's knocked a guy into a, a, a friggin' seizure with Terry Adam we yeah. with, and, you know, and, and his body kicks. Everything that he does with his legs is just so devastating. Yep. I don't want it. And another great, great outing for Edson. I thought he looked phenomenal. Yeah. I thought he looked absolutely phenomenal. He's looked good even in his last losses. I mean, he was dominating that first round against Tony. You and I had that conversation oh, right in the middle when I'm like, dude, dude Tony don't take to this fight to the ground. Yeah. He might get mm-hmm. beat. He is getting punished right yeah. now. Yeah, after that first round, I'm saying, dude, I'm scared. I, I don't want Tony to lose. No. You know, I need, he needs to get this momentum. And, you know, when he pulled that fight, when Tony pulled that fight out, I think I threw my phone in the air and my arms like, yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was ecstatic like, for my boy. And... Before I forget, yep. congratulations to Tony Ferguson on the birth of your baby boy, Armand Anthony. Yep. You and Christina have a wonderful family. Congratulations, man. This, this is a great time for you, man. Enjoy your family because you don't get these days back. You will be able to come back and fight, man. But, yeah. you know, enjoy your enjoy your son. Yeah, man. Spend, you know? spend some time with your family. Absolutely. Get back in the cage. It's, uh, it's, it's got to be tough for him. Knowing that, knowing him the way I do, that he he wants to be out there fighting every single day. Of the oh, week. absolutely! You know, he's, he's a, a he's warrior. A competitor. You know, he he he's one of the most competitive people I've ever known. Absolutely, and now he's got this this new life that he brought into the world, and yeah. he's got to you know he's now he's got to change diapers, two a.m. feedings. Man, I've been there. I got two little ones of my own, right? And I can remember those days. And now. I want to see. I want to see pictures of him changing diapers. Yeah, get pissed Big, big Tony Ferguson, you know the the badass, you the know, tough man. fighter, the El uh, Kidkui. You know, no, I want to see him changing diapers. Yeah. get burped up and spit up on. And, yeah, you know. So, but we, I want you know, we wanted to say congratulations. Yeah, absolutely. To Tony. On behalf of both of us, congratulations, Tony man, you and Christina. Happy for you guys. Mazel Tov. All those things. Alright. So, 197 was a good card. 197 was a good card. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching I it. I enjoyed it top to bottom. I, I thought it was a great card. Good night of fights. Very exciting. There was a highlight moment in that card. Yeah. The the, the kick. Oh, was it against uh, Feely? Oh, yeah. I, 
I forgot. Oh my god, yeah, when that guy, oh god, what was his name, when he kicked Feely in the face. Was it uh, oh. Rodriguez, Yar Rodriguez? Yar Rodriguez, yes yeah. it was, it was, oh my god. Yeah, that was, that was the highlight. Uh, that kick came out of nowhere. Yeah. Straight yeah. to his face, dude, I thought Touchy Feely was dead. I, I, was, I was telling you before, uh, when we first started this, I was laying here, I thought I had a broken foot. Broke it until I thought I smashed it up. I was in a lot of pain, and I medicated, you know, because it hurt. Yeah. So I did it, and I was I was laying back. I hadn't turned on the fights at all. I was just gonna watch replays, uh, DVR, whatever. And he sent me a message. Did you see that shit? Yeah, dude, and that I, kick. I, I had to. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that kick had so much snap in the yeah. sound. It was like, oh my god, he killed him. And I went back and watched it, and my jaw dropped. I was like, that's you know, if we ever go back and do. You know what are our you know most recent favorite knockouts? Yeah, that's, that's gonna be gotta be up there. It's gonna be up there, man. You know, top three somewhere. I mean, that, oh, we that were was all amazing. You know, I'm excuse me, watching it with my with my normal crew of guys and stuff, and we're all talking and whatever, watching the fight. Blah, yeah, yeah. What that sound goes, and everyone in the house just goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> oh shit, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, he man. just killed Touchy Feely. <laughs> But you know that just came to mind, so I thought we should. Yeah, bring no, great, up. great point, man. I, yeah. I completely and got Yara Rodriguez' performance of the night too. So because you know that's such a highlight reel. You know, oh God, it was gross. It was gross. And I wish, <laughs> I wish we could have talked about it last week when it was fresh in my head. Because yeah, I, I just rem- I just remembered it before before it went on. Yeah, uh, because I'd watched it over again. They put it right on YouTube. They end up taking it off, but they put it on YouTube like right after. And I must have watched it three, four, five times in a row just to get you know pausing it and watching it just to get the full effect of Dude. it. Holy crap, man! It was it was nasty. It was. It was beautiful, but it was nasty. It was gross. It was. It was. Oh, good job, Yarder. Guys, I'm very excited to watch him fight again. So, uh, like we were saying, 197 was a very good card. Yeah, I know. I, I was happy. Uh, it was a good card to buy. I give it a four star out of five. Definitely, I'm there. Give it a solid BB plus. Easily. You know, we yeah, had two I mean, title teetering, fights. Teetering on an A minus, man. Yeah. It was a good card. With, with those two title fights on there, plus Edson and, and that highlight knockout, and yeah, I, know, I can't really, I can't really come to mind of a fight that I was uh, upset with as far as the pacing of the fight or anything like that. I was, uh, it was good. Yeah, absolutely. And we got we got a fight coming up. Yes, we do. This coming Sunday, uh, live on FS1, starting at 2 p.m. So your Mother's Day plans, uh, you know, get yourself an early dinner, spend some time with mom, watch some yeah. fights. Buy her a bottle of wine <coughs> because she's the reason why you drink. Buy her a bottle of wine to remind her of how you got created. That's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so live from Rotterdam, Netherlands, we're going to have Alistair Overing taking on Andre Arlovsky. Teammates. Teammates, yep. Teammates who decided that they would fight each other because, hey, we're old and we don't have a lot of fights left. Yeah, Alistar is 55 fights deep. Jesus God. Uh, and and uh, Arlovsky's 36. 36. 37. Yeah. One, you know, with a no contest. So Number and, number three and number five, respectively, between the Reem and the Pitbull. How bad the heavyweight division is, is these old guys here. I mean, these guys are older. I mean, they're, they're old as hell. I uh, mean, Andre's from the original guard of, of the UFC, or one of the early original guards of the UFC uh, in its prime eras. Yeah. And Alistar's been around since the dark ages. Yeah. 
and we're gonna get this one at this starts at two p.m. Yeah, two, yeah, 2 p.m. Two uh, p.m. for the main card. Yeah, uh, ten thirty in the morning for the early prelims, and uh, twelve p.m. for the FS1 prelims themselves. This is one of those cards we talk about a lot, you guys, where it's it's not for us. There's there are not a lot of fighters you're gonna know. There's not a lot of fighters we know. No, I try there, to look up and yeah. down to find some, and man, you know. So. A lot of first-timers. Yep. Um, Probably a lot of guys from in and around the Netherlands area. Yeah, definitely. Um, or in that part of Europe. As the UFC has now grown exponentially, these kind of cards are going to become more and more common. Yeah. I mean, these guys are holding 50-some events 52 weeks in a year. It, it, you got it. You wave. a huge pool of fighters under their umbrella now. You have to use them. Yep. You know, they sign these cats to three, four, five fight deals. They can't just keep them on the shelf for two years. That's, you know, you got to right. use them somewhere. Got to put them in somewhere, man. You know, and and it opens them. up a new market. Right. Uses the young kids. Gets more exposure. Brings in more money. It's just, they have to do these kind of cards. Yeah. You know, they have to do them now. And, you know, looking up and down it, I recognize a small number of the fighters. Yeah, I know the... Uh... Uh, the three main fights in the main card. Um, excuse me, I'm aware of the two ladies that are opening up the main card. Uh, there's a couple of guys sprinkled into the prelims that I know of, and yeah. that's about it. So, I mean, we're going to keep the preview part of this this week to the fighters you're going to know. We're yeah. going to talk about the fights that you're going to know going in, and hopefully, like we do, we just go in with no expectations, hoping for, to catch some good fights. So this one, Alistair Overeem, number three. Wow. Uh, Arlovsky, number five. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, are you expecting much out of this fight? No. I don't know what to expect out of this fight, man. I, I guess I can expect two guys that are going to try to knock each other out. Yeah. Um, but if Andre can outlast the first round, Alistair's probably going to gas out and... Andre might be able to win. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It, it depends on what Andre's going to step in. If I see the Andre that beat up Travis Brown, I'd give it to him. I'd give it to him. If I see that Andre that won the tra- the uh, the other fight, who's it? It's Big Brown. Um, Shop Brennan Shop. Yeah. The Brennan Shop screw job. Reem's going to catch him in the first. Yeah. But I don't know, man. The, this fight is the most unpredictable thing I I've no watched. Clue. I went back and forth because I just don't know who to pick and uh, and who's going to win this one. Um, it's, it's, my 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 wisdom tells me to pick the former champ and think that Andre Arlovsky is going to pull this one off. That's that's kind of where I'm leaning to. It's more of the Alistar gas tank than it is anything else. Yeah, um, he can survive that, and I think he can. I just want to know how they're going to split the coaching staff up. Is Wink going to go with one? And Jackson's going to go with the other. Yeah, We're going to see Wink and Jackson in the corner of two. And Alistar's just going to kind of have his own people. Because Alistar is kind of the guy that just kind of migrated into Jackson. Uncle John, I don't think. I mean, Andre did too, but I think he's been there longer. Andre said, We're, we are teammates in the fact that we train the same gym only. Yep. That's as far as our teammates go. Our teammate relationship goes. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do in the heavyweight division. There's nothing there. I it's mean, for Andre, fast, yeah, for Andre, it's a good opportunity if he beats number three. But and I mean, Alistair beats number five. It's a good win. 
Oh yeah, for numbers sure. wise, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna lean towards Andre. Yeah, I think so too. But I won't be shocked if he gets KO'd in the first round. Not at all. Not at all. Neither one of these cats winning is gonna shock me. No, this is a toss a coin up in the air and just kind of sit back and go. This is gonna be a slugfest. Where it's gonna land. Speaking of fights that are really weird and unpredictable, um, in a battle of flipping giants, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, we got Antonio Bigfoot Silva taking on Stefan Struve in a fight that I don't particularly really want to watch because um, Stefan Struve has not been the same fighter since he came back from his heart condition thing. No. And all things considered, the man's really lucky to even be able to be, be fighting, so... You know, I'm cool with that part of it. Uh, Bigfoot Silva has not been the same since they stopped letting him take TRT. Exactly. Now, I don't know, with this being a fight outside of the U.S., if the USADA rules apply here. I'm not sure. Uh, because I think maybe his last fight in Brazil, they gave him a TRT exemption, but I could be wrong. Mm. Uh, I think we're going to continue to see Bigfoot Silva. Right, out of the country fights. I just, dude, this is not a fight I want to see. Uh, you know, Stefan's through heart condition. Broken jaw against Mark Hunt. Broken he's, jaw bad. Yeah, and he's, he's 38 fights in to his career. He's only 28 years old. Right. I mean, th- that's a lot of miles and a lot of health issues for such a young person. Exactly. Um I don't know, again, not to sound, not to repeat myself, but I, 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 don't, I don't think Struve, I don't think Struve is going to win this. I think no, Silva's going to win I this. Too. But if Silva... If he comes in looking sluggy and... Like the old man like, that he is. Like the old man that he is, this is going to be really ugly. This is going to be an ugly fight. This is, again, heavyweights. God, if this goes three rounds, I'm going to kill myself. Uh, I, think those, I think we're going to see... Both of them two half dead as well. It's going to be a down of 5,000. So yeah. It's going to fall down, man. Uh, guys, this is not a good card. <laughs> no, it's not really at all. It's not really at all. I, I, I'm already ready to give this card like two stars just based off of looking at it. I, I'm going to watch it, obviously. Yeah. I don't have high expectations for it. Um, you know, the other fight that we could talk about real quick is uh, Tumanoff and... Albert yeah. Tumanoff, number 13, taking on Gunnar Nelson. Uh, I like Gunnar. Gunnar hasn't looked great his last few outings. Uh, Tumanoff is coming off of, I believe, two wins in a row. Yeah, he, and uh, impressive. Yeah. Uh, Tumanoff has been very impressive. Oh, he's coming. He's riding quite the win streak, so yeah. he's on a five-fighter now. Uh, that was the the uh, Alan Joban one. Is what yep, I'm talking yep, about. yep, yep, yep. Which was uh, on the Cormier fight. Was, oh, he's got that know, win over Lorenz Larkin. And, and the Larkin, last one against Larkin, Larkin was fight. Larkin. And this, that's right. They put the and this dude has got some some KO of the nights on him too. Two yes. does, and that's why they put the two of those guys together mm-hmm. because they were. Oh, this is a good. Yeah, because look, round one knockout, round one knockout, round one. Yeah, knockout. he's got two several. Knows. several it was on fire. Several performance of the nights off of it. I don't. <clears throat> man, I don't like this fight for. I don't like this fight for Gunner. I was going to say, I don't like it for Gunner. But the thing is, is if he gets to the ground, he's going to destroy Tumanov. Tumanov yeah. doesn't appear to have uh, well, any. He's got no subs. No. 
Yeah, and Gunner's and Gunner's a slick sub guy. I mean, his jujitsu is really good. Absolutely, but Tumanov, he is he is a he is dynamite. Oh yeah, you know those the fists of fury. You know he's like Iron Fist from Marvel. You know he's uh, one punch knockout power. Can you bring up Gunner for me? Yeah, I want to see. I know his. I know he's got a loss to Damian Maya in there somewhere. Which isn't necessarily, Not necessarily bad. I think yeah. it was his most recent loss was to Maya as well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so he's 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 going in and out. He lost to Rick Story, which, uh, you know, whatever. But he's got some good submission wins over Brandon Thatch, Zach Cummings. I mean, he had a great, yeah, nice four win streak. That uh, he had a lot of round one submissions. I right. Mean, you, know. I, you know, losing and he lost a decision to Damian Maya, and that was a pretty good fight if you like jujitsu. Absolutely. Uh, it got booed a lot because it was a lot of ground game, but it, I thought it was incredible. No, it was an amazing display. If Tumanov hits him, he's going to fold. I, it's just he's got dynamite in his yeah. hands. But I don't know how his takedown defense is. Uh, in, 83%. But uh, as he fought a guy that's as good I don't ground. Looking at his, uh, at his resume... No. No. He hasn't. No. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Tumanoff. I think he beats him up. I think he bum rushes him. Um, I think he's too heavy for Gunner to handle in the strike department. And it's going to be quick work. And that's not me saying that Gunner is, is a bad fighter. Right. No, I know what you're um, saying. I just think that this is going to be, Tumanoff's going to continue on with that same that same mentality, that bulldog Russian mentality. I'm gonna go Gunner, mm-hmm. second round sub. If he goes to round two, uh, Tumanov, not so much. I figure, I, I think he figures out a way to get him down early. I think, uh, I think Tumanov gets a little over aggressive in his striking, and I think Gunner finds the, the takedown that way. That's going to and, have to be the way. And that he, he gets to the ground. Yeah. And I mean, if he gets him to the ground, I don't at all. No, the two of going to be a fish out of water at that yeah. case. You know, this fight to me, this I want to see this way more. Than yeah, the, I'm than far the more excited than you know? the, the main or co-main event. Far more excited for just this one fight alone. Um, not much else really to talk no. about. Like I said, uh, Heather Joe Clark and and Carolina Kolitsky. Uh, Kolitsky. I can't pronounce it. Uh, number 10 ranked... Cole Car- Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to call her Carolina. Good enough. Carolina and Heather Joe Clark. Um, Heather Joe Clark, you may know from The Ultimate Fighter, getting beaten up by Felice Herrig for talking all that shit. Mm-hmm. But she did get a victory on The Ultimate Finale over Beck Rawlings, so whatever. I, I, I think... Carolina is going to uh, probably eke out the decision against her. Yeah, that's where I would kind of lean towards the Polish power. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of other guys on this card to talk about that that you guys no. are going to know. Um, um, Rustin Havilov is, is headlining the uh, main are the uh, the main fight on the FS1 prelims that we would usually call it, but uh, he's on that FS1 spot. Uh, Rustin Havilov is. Uh, Excellent fighter, 18, 18 and three record. Uh, just another one of those dangerous Russian guys. Yeah, um, uh, I'm not. I mean, we've looked up Chris Wade's stats and tried to get an idea. He's that, had some fights in the UFC, but against nobody, anybody knows. Right. So probably right. a lot of early prelim cards. Very much so. Uh, 
this might be Chris Wade's big chance to shine. I would say it probably is, and it's not a good spot to be in against uh, Rustin Havilov, so. No, uh, I would give this one to Rustin entirely on the fact that uh, um, he's going to be more uh, more prepared to be in this kind of position mm-hmm. than Wade's going to be. Absolutely agreed. The only other one that yep. I want to look at here is Horaguchi against yep. Neil Siri. And that's the early prelims main event. Yep, number five, Horaguchi. Uh, yeah. Uh, Neil Siri, we've seen fight a few times. I'm trying to think of when his most, I think his most recent fight was on that Ireland card. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a veteran. Um, yeah, Siri had a great, I'm pretty sure it was that Dublin card. Yeah, when he fought uh, John DeLeos Reyes. Houlihan and Spolka. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was the, yes, that was the dub, the last Dublin card yeah. that they did. Um, I do, yeah, I remember that, that fight again with Siri. That was a good fight for him. He looked very impressive. Especially he's a he's good older. Vet, man. You know, he's, he's an older he's guy. He's looking at, yeah, his late 30s. He's 36 years old, and, you know, he's, uh, but Horikuchi's fire, man. He's uh, he's a great fighter. He didn't have maybe the best out against the champ, but... But who does? <laughs> who the <laughs> hell does? Yeah. Comparing what anybody does against Demetrius Johnson is just stupid because your MMA math is not going to compete. Nobody looks good against Demetrius Johnson. No. John Dodson and Benavidez looked phenomenal fighting each other, and neither one looked that great against Demetrius. No. He's just a head, head and shoulders above the class of the 125-pound weight class. It doesn't matter what anybody says. Yeah. You're not going to be able to convince me of otherwise. Now, Horiguchi's going to, I believe, is going to win this one in pretty significant fashion. He's got great knockout power. Yep. He's got great ground game. He's all-around good fighter for that 125-pound division, and... Uh, I'm glad they snuck him onto this but card. Siri's got, if I remember right, Siri's got a, I think, a consecutive streak of uh, of submissions as well. Yeah, a series no joke. He's definitely a veteran. He's seen a lot. He's done a lot. Um, but uh, my my money's on on uh, Horiguchi. Uh, if I was putting money on, I yeah. would pick Horiguchi as well. Um, so I hope we see some stuff from the the younger cats coming up. Yeah, we see some uh, stuff from the other guys. We and you guys know. I mean, we'll definitely more in depth next week in the in the breakdown process yeah. of it than than what we can do right now. But it, there's no sense in talking about guys that we don't have a lot of info on, and you guys aren't going to know who the heck it is. It's you know, just we, we wasting look up time. The, we look up the stats and. It'd just be the same as you looking at the website, because that's all we got. Yeah, you know, try, oh, try well, he's fought this guy and this guy. I don't know who either one of them are. So this should be a fun fight. Or he hasn't fought anybody in the UFC at all. It's been, everything's been regional yeah. or uh, local or whatever else. So. This this is one of these cards that it's set up for the, the region that it's in um, and to broaden the UFC's horizons in that part of Europe. Yeah. Not, new, new markets. New markets, not so much for us. Uh Going in with very low expectations, hoping to come out with better results. Definitely. Uh, that's that's your preview for fight nights this Sunday. Don't forget they're starting super early, so you know if you don't get up and go to church with mom, you can DVRMF so you can watch them the next day. Or just you know if you, if you don't make it to church, you can at least watch the prelims. Maybe a little bit of the FS1 early card before you gotta start dinner. And then, you know, like we said, make sure you get mom that bottle of wine so she yeah. can get drunk and remember how you were conceived. Yeah, all the pain you put her through for that. Or, well done. Or who your father might be. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know your life. <laughs> and I don't care. Then, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's let's talk a little news real quick. Um, 
Mm. We talked about this fight when it happened. The I don't even want to call it a fight. The the mm. the, the, the debacle yeah. that was Kimbo Slice versus Dada Five Thousand. Uh, Kimbo originally given a victory, but after it was later determined that Mr. Slice tested positive for steroids. The Texas Commission has now overturned that and created a no contest. The right uh, thing to do? The right thing to do. Definitely the right thing to do. Uh, here's what's not the right thing to do. Broke today that Bellator has booked Kimball Slice in July at the O2 Arena in London to fight James Thompson. Now, Mr. Slice just tested positive for steroids. Five months ago. Right. Five months ago. And you were going to put him on a card. Yeah. What? I don't... Where's the repercussions for cheating? What? I don't get it, man. I don't understand this. What? And, and Scott Coker wonders why people don't take Bellator serious. You keep doing bullshit like this by putting fights together between Dada and Kimbo... Yeah. You get two fighters on that goddamn card that pop dirty. Right. And now you're going to put the guy back into a fight. A guy that flat out says there should be no commission. Yeah. So, so we can all use steroids. Because we should all be able to use steroids because we're here to entertain for the people. Oh, give me a break. You're an athlete competing in a sport. Oh, my God. Eden level for every, I, I can't. I can't fathom the thought process. I mean, this is like, this is the cat talking that was back in the streets of Miami Fighting in backyards. Right. This, That's the mentality that he has. You're a professional now in a professional sport that has rules, and you're going to have those rules. But apparently, those rules don't apply to him because they're giving him another fight with no, with zero repercussions from cheating the last time. This is why I cannot respect Bellator MMA. I can't. They do. They 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 broadcast. It's not even that they put together these bullshit freak fights. Fine. But you're putting these guys elevated into a position on the card that's overshadowing this talent that you have. Because Bellator has a deep talent. Oh, yeah, they do. There are some good fighters. Absolutely. Liam McGeary, their 205-pound champion, is awesome. Yes. I love watching Liam McGeary fight. Absolutely. He's one of the few cats in Bellator that if I hear his fighting, I will watch this fight. Yeah, definitely. Michael Venom Page. Oh, unbelievable talent. Very much so. And exciting to watch. Yeah. Flashy fighter. Uh, so much fun. Maybe it could be their best draw if they just stopped putting these kind of fights they, at, at the focus. They're getting a lot of young, up-and-coming talent. Guys like Bubba Jenkins. I mean, a lot of former NCAA champions and, and placers and stuff. Like A lot of them are going to Bellator because yeah. they can make more money. Right, yeah. Sponsor money. Sponsor money that they can't get out of the UFC. So make that money early, yeah. build your career up, and then go to the UFC. Fine. Yeah, you know, they'll make but, 40, 50 grand in sponsors where Reebok would pay them two. But you continuously overshadow these guys with this bullshit Legends fights and these garbage, nobody gives a crap freak fights. Yeah, right. And now... Uh, who is Kimbo slated to fight? Josh Thompson. Okay. He's supposed to fight the punk. And Kimbo likely, again, to test positive for steroids. Right, because they haven't even established the guidelines for what they're going to be testing them for because it's in London and out of out of the U.S. jurisdictions of our commissions. So, who the hell knows, man? I just... 
This company just is a joke to me, and it sucks because they have the potential to be a good MMA company. They have young, good talent that's just wasting away there because they'll never get shadowed right. They're going to always be overshadowed to these bullshit fights, man, yeah. and it's, it's aggravating. It's aggravating. Yeah, it's a bummer, man. It's, it's a bummer because it just... I, I want to see... Com- competition breeds quality. Yeah. And if Bellator could be legit competition for the UFC, both companies, just like uh, I take it back into the 90s and the Monday Night War yep. for pro wrestling. I'm with you. If, if one company can excel, it makes the other company have to fight harder to beat them, then that company has to fight even harder. Exactly. And we, get, we get the best. The only one that wins in this deal is the fans. And being a fan, I want to see one of these up-and-coming companies be real competition for the UFC. I don't want to see Tito and Bonner. No. No, I've, I've lived that crap ten years ago. Yeah, man. You know, it's time to elevate. you got to promote your young talent because that's your future. There's no future in Kimbo Slice. Oh. You know, they're, the only thing that Kimbo Slice has is the present right yeah. now. You know, the young stuff coming up, that's your future. And if you don't elevate them now, there won't be a future for no. you. And it's like... Continuing to do crap like this is why it's the UFC way, way up at yeah. the top, and everybody else just somewhere down in the middle. Yeah, yeah way middle to way, the bottom. Way, yeah. way, way down there. It's such a gap between the way that they run their shows, man. So uh, bad news coming out of Bellator. Also though. some bad news. Yeah, go. Ahead. You, want, you can go ahead. and. Um, young fighter from the Black Zillions area down in Florida was involved in a hit and run this past weekend. Uh, Jordan Parsons, 25 years old, has died from injuries sustained from that hit and run. Uh, I was following this story as it was unfolding the last uh, few days, and it started off, he had to have his lower leg amputated. Right. Uh, The injuries were too severe, and they couldn't save it. Um, That progressed to infections and other, uh, other medical issues where they had to amputate the entire leg. Right. And the infection grew and, and the things continued and he fell into a coma and his organs shut down and they couldn't save him. And the, the, they have some witnesses. It was uh, an SUV. They have the color. They have the make and model. I don't recall which it is no, offhand. I don't either. But they have that. Um, but they have not caught yeah. the person yet. Suspect's still so uh, large. Um, I'm very unfortunate for... Uh, this young fighter, he was very promising. Yeah, he, he had, had a very a promising career. Very, very big upside to him. Young kid, only 25 years old. Yeah, um, I couldn't imagine the family and the friends and everyone around him having to go through this nightmare because it really was um, what was thought to be just, uh, and I say just, but all things considered, just a, a loss of a leg. Right. It turned out oh. to be a loss of a life. Yeah. You know, very sad moment for them. Bellator put out some good, some nice things about him. So as much as we talk shit about Bellator, they did do right by him. Right. Um, uh, Rashad Evans posted a lot of stuff about him being yep. down with the Black Zillions yep. down there. Uh, very unfortunate event, man. Very unfortunate. Very much so. And uh, you know, our condolences to to Jordan Parsons' family <laughs> and uh, you know to the guy to the team at Black, Black Zillions. Um, you know, it sucks to see a young guy lose his life like that. Yeah. Yeah, cut down in his prime as a fighter, as a person. Um, I don't know if he had, you know, kids and whatnot he left behind. Yeah, I don't know sure a lot either. about that. 
But regardless, still an unfortunate event. Not to turn the show, you know, we took it to a little down. No, but we need it. It's, 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 a, it's a big MMA story. It's, it's a big story. It's a big deal. And, and I hope I hope that they catch the person that does it or the person yeah. has, you know. I know if it were me and I had someone on the road, I'd stop. I'd wait. I'd say, yeah, this shit happened. I'm the one that did it. It was an accident. Yep, you, you'd have told Sorry. for what you did, not, you know, not run away from it. Uh, and it's that's unfortunate, and I and like you said, hopefully they they find the person yeah. or they turn themselves in, and justice for for Jordan's family yeah. can, can. And be, it's you know what if it was it could have been just an accident. Accidents happen, yeah. you know. Uh, gosh, that's sad. Sad day for them. So uh, one more thing. Yep. Final story. This actually just broke moments before we were getting ready to start, and it's not official, but uh, the word is out of the street that. Uh, a welterweight title fight between Robbie Lawler and Tywin Woodley is in the works to headline UFC 201 at the end of July. The first bit of 201 news that we're getting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we've been wondering when Robbie was going to be back uh, since they didn't have him fighting on any of the cards leading up to 200 and was not going to be on 200. Yep. Um, you know, I don't. I think it's going to be a fun fight. Absolutely, I love watching Robbie. I would much rather. I personally wanted to see the Wonder Boy Robbie fight more than I want to see Tyron and Robbie fight. But you know, it is what it is. Tyron definitely deserves the title shot. He's been he's been working a long time for this, and he's had some some great success. Yeah. And you know, um, he's never had a chance. To, he's never had a shot before. So right. Um, if they if they make this card or the, excuse me, make this fight on uh, two hundred one. I, I'll definitely be excited to tune oh, into that. I will definitely yeah. as well. And I'll have a lot to say about it well, for on the sure. preview. You know, uh, I love Robbie. I love I what like, he's done. I do too. I uh, like Robbie. I like watching him fight. He always is a warrior. So that was it, man. That's, yeah, that's it this week. So uh, any final thoughts, Dave, before we, uh, before we close her out? Yeah, you know, um, we talked about it at the opening of the show, but I just wanted to reiterate again. How much fun I had at Island tonight. Yeah. How much fun I had meeting the people there. Um, we actually, uh, in the process of the show, I was, I was while well, you were kind of talking about a point, I was answering them, but we got a post on our page from one of the students at Island, uh, Katie Eklund. Okay. She thanked us for coming out and, you know, for just coming out and uh, checking out what they do and everything like that. So I yeah. quick responded back to her and, awesome. you know, told her thanks for having Very us. Very cool of her. Yeah. Yeah, it was great for her to reach out, you know, one of the students just to reach out and thank us for coming out. So that was really cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. You know, like I said, just want to reiterate, we had such a great time there. Yep. Uh, we, had, we had a great time watching, and um, I'm ready to go back. I am too, and mm. uh, ready, I'm ready to have Nick and Gary down. Yeah, that's going to be so here much with fun. Us. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll plan it for a time where we don't, it's one of those off weeks where we don't yeah. have a car breakdown. We can dedicate the entire time to a, a jiu-jitsu show. One of, these, one of these weeks coming up when there's mm. not a fight, uh... You know, who knows when that's going to be, but sometime... Yeah, we'll get about Sometime here. this month in June, because July, it looks like there's just never going to be an end, because no, we got gonna... one of those weeks where we get to do three cards. We're going to be working in July, man. Oh, yeah. We're putting in that work. we got three cards coming up the first part of July, so... Yeah, so that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. As always, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you're going to the Facebook page, giving us a like, uh, commenting, questioning, whatever... Talk to us on the BS that we post. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, still, somebody, one of you guys out there, you, Jordan, Rich, <laughs> Matt, Joey, somebody, go on to iTunes, 
give us a review. Give us a rating. You know what? Give us five stars, and then in the comments, tell us how much we suck. That's great. Just give us the five stars. Yeah, we want those stars. Man. We just want the five stars. Someone might even give you a hand job for five stars. Who knows? It'd probably be Everett. That would be a job Everett would do. We would only volunteer. <laughs> and on that note, we're out of here. Thanks again for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Average ah, Holy shit. One more time. The Average Joe's MMA Show. And finally, thanks again to the guys at Island Jiu-Jitsu. We appreciate you guys very much. For David Van Bogelen, I'm Jeff Shanahan, stuttering my way out of here. We'll see you guys next week.